Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling Podcast. For countless parents, the journey to unschooling has redefined childhood and transformed their family relationships. Are you curious? Together, let's explore what living and learning looks like without school. Hello, explorers. I'm Pamela Riccia, and this is episode number 246 of the podcast. It's the 7th of October, 2020, as I record this intro. And this week, I have a wonderful conversation with Michelle Morkey. We dive into her unschooling journey and how unschooling is such a natural fit when considering neurodiversity because it's all about facilitating our children as individuals, how they learn, and how they want to move through the world. Michelle's excitement as an ally and advocate is contagious, and we have a great flowy conversation about it all. As a personal update this week, I'm starting to gear up podcast production to flow through the holiday season. Not only do I like to free up my plate, it also gets much harder to book calls during that time. Our families definitely come first, which I love. Fingers crossed that it comes together pretty smoothly. And I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support helps pay for the hosting and transcription, as well as my time spent creating new episodes each week. It's instrumental in keeping the growing podcast archive freely available to anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash exploring unschooling. And now let's dive into my conversation with Michelle. Welcome, I'm Pamela Riccia from livingjoyfully.ca and today I'm here with Michelle Morcade. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Pam. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, yay. I'm so excited to chat with you. Just as a little intro, I was introduced to Michelle through Erica Ellis, who was a guest on the podcast in episode 201. So yes, I'm really excited to learn more about your unschooling experience. So to get us started, can you share with us a bit about you and your family and what everybody's into right now? Okay, definitely. Um, so yeah, I'm Michelle. Um, I live in Florida uh, with my husband and my two kids. Uh, my son is nine and my daughter is about to turn 12. Um, my background is in educational and exceptional student education. I've always loved to work with kids. Um, and I especially love learning about like the process of how we all learn. Um, so that's like one of my big areas of interest. Um, and in our family, we're definitely like deep divers into our area of interest and something I love right about our family life right now is that we really get to each kind of zone into our individual interests. Um, and the joy that that brings each of us, but also how we get to kind of enjoy each other's interests. Um, and we get to kind of really see the joy of everyone else's interests and maybe kind of learn a little bit from each of everyone else's interests that we might not have kind of been exposed to or, or kind of chosen to do on our own. Um, so we get to share that. Um, and so when I was kind of asking my family the questions of like, you know, what do you, what does everyone like about like our unschooling life right now? Um, and so my husband got to share that for him, he really enjoys the fact that we kind of have this like established um, 
I mean, not, not super scheduled, but we try to do it as often as we can, like a family time where we watch like either a movie series or a show series that the kids are really into and want to watch with us. Um, and so he's like, you know, I get to watch there, like things that I might not have watched on my own, but I get to see it with the kids and it's really fun and I get to really enjoy that experience. And it's something that we may not have done on our own, like a show that we wouldn't have watched on our own. Like we may not have watched Gravity Falls on our own or Star versus the Forces of Evil. Um, but, you know, we really all kind of lo- love to like have this time together and really share that experience together. And so we've, I think, watched like the series of Korra and The Last Airbender, I think like three times at least, like the whole thing together. And each time it's still awesome. Um, so we get to really enjoy that together. Um, and I think for my son, he's really into now like animation and character development and he loves to make his own characters and his own worlds. And so that's super cool. And we get to really kind of enjoy that through his imagination. I get to really see like these worlds that he creates. Um, and so that's kind of led us into um, D&D or Dungeons and Dragons, which is like the role playing game, which I'd never played before. Um, and so he's really gotten us all into that. And it's it's been so fun because now it's like a family thing that we do together. Um, sometimes he's more ready and my husband, so they'll they'll play, but then we, when we all get to do it together, it's super fun. Um, and just getting to like share that joy and that experience and that imagination is awesome. Um, my daughter is really into The Sims, which is like a kind of like a virtual life game, like a life simulation game. And she's also really into history. And so kind of seeing how she connects both of those within the game is just amazing to me. Like she makes these awesome like houses and but they're like historically influenced from different times and different characters and now she's photoshopping them and so it's just so cool to kind of get to like jump into their minds and their imaginations and how they see things um so that's that's really awesome that we get to kind of share that together um and then my area of interest is really kind of just enjoying this with them and then also continuing to like I'm a big reader I love to read about how kids learn how people learn um I'm really into kind of being like an ally right now for different groups of people and specifically learning about like uh, how to be a, an advocate for like neurodiversity and kind of um, supporting how each individual person learns and, and um, you know, that need that we all have to be accepted. Um, and I just kind of love how unschooling fits in there and like just being able to kind of be in that type of lifestyle right now and kind of really wishing that I could kind of share that with everybody <laughs> that like if everyone got to have that type of experience, like how different our stories would be if everyone got to have that, that chance to really find that joy in themselves and then join their learning process. And so that's kind of where we're at right now. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And there were a couple of things that jumped out at me so beautifully The um, as I'm trying to put them all together, but the, the first piece was um, how, it's so incredible seeing how our kids individually bring themselves to what they do. Like when you mentioned your daughter and how she's playing the Sims, like if your son was interested in the Sims, he'd be playing it totally differently. Yeah. And as unschooling parents to see that, like, you know, with your interest in learning and, and everything, just being, just noticing that I think is a big layer of understanding to peel back 
when we're de-schooling, right? It's not like they're playing a game. Two kids are playing the game, so they're like both interested in the game. No, to see how they bring themselves, their full selves and their their interests and the things that they love and the things they're not particularly interested in and just their strengths, right? In the things that they like to do and how they like to do them. Like they bring their full selves into everything they do, right? That's just so fascinating. I love it. Yeah. Like you just, you, you see their personality, you see them developing their interests and developing their understanding of what they like and, and how they like to interact with what they're learning. And that's just so, so cool. Yeah. And the other piece was when you were talking about like family activities. So everybody and how you were watching series that you would never have like chosen for yourself, but how you're fully enjoying that. Like that was my experience as well. My kids would be interested in shows and stuff and I'd Say, let's watch them. We'll watch them together. And <laughs> I mean, I remember I, Supernatural is still on, but that came from Lissy, like in its first season. So oh yeah, and it's like got 15 seasons now and I'm still watching it. She hasn't seen the last few seasons, <laughs> but for a number of years, it was like a family thing that we did. And that's another layer of de-schooling is, is not thinking, these are the things we're watching for the kids. And then I have my own things like, no, to come to it. And yeah. it, it ties back to like how they're bringing their, we can bring our full selves and find interesting things. Oh, right. Yeah. And so even, even in kids shows, right. Yeah. There are fascinating themes and, and you know what, even if it's not something that's super interesting, maybe the topic to us, also, like you were saying, seeing their joy, right? And we're learning more about them just by the things that they're choosing. So we can get like just a whole range out of it. So it's not that time that we're giving up because we're watching and doing the things they like and waiting for our own time, but we can fully be present and embracing that for ourselves, can't we? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we as we look forward to it. Like I look forward to that time. It's like, oh, what's happening next? Like what's happening in, in this show? And that's, that's pretty cool. Now that my daughter's a bit older, that she's 12, we have more show, like I get to share some shows with her that I've watched and so that's been like really cool to share different series together and get to see like how she experiences it and then experiencing it again kind of like through the lens of also knowing that she's watching it is, is just a whole other experience which has been really cool so. I, I guess I can bring a story that this doesn't have to end when yeah. we get older right this is how we engage and connect and live together so uh, Lissy's 26 now, and she visited last month for the first time this year. <laughs> um, and and I, won, I had watched Schitt's Creek recently. So I'm like, I think you're going to love this, Lissy. So we started, she's like, sure, I'll try it. Because she had heard good things about it, too. Um, so we started watching it together while she was here. Like, when we had a moment, we'd watch a couple episodes. Or when it was later in the evening, we'd end up, like, watching four episodes before we went to bed and stuff like that. We ended up watching, like, the first season and a half. And so as a, we're recording this call, the Emmys were last night. The distanced Emmys oh, wow. were last night. And shit's Creek won a whole bunch of Emmys, right? (laughs) So we ended up um, in Messenger, like having an hour long kind of conversation back and forth all about the 
that we were diving more into that and learning more about who the creator was and what actor he was, what role, you know, the whole dealio. So these, these connections just by passing things back and forth, like this happened to be one that I showed her. Over, yeah. Like I said, Supernatural is one that she showed me <laughs> years ago, you know. It's just about being in relationship with another person. It's not so much about um, parent-child, right? Yeah. It's about enjoying each other and being in relationship and connecting and that kind of thing doesn't have to ever end. It's just so fun. I love that. <laughs> and I love that. I think that's such, I mean, I thought just to hear that story from the future is, is wonderful. <laughs> Since we're kind of more at the, I guess we're not at the beginning, beginning, we're maybe in like the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like in, I think in the beginning, like when I had kids, I was always so scared of like the teenage years and kind of like that development time. And I'm like, Oh, it's going to be so scary. And I'm not ready for it. And then I think the more that we came into unschooling and the more I learned about it and the more I was able to really bring that relationship to the forefront it's so different. Like now I'm so excited about this stage and it's like this whole new level that we get to develop and share together and kind of just see where like her mind is at and her development is at and the interest that we get to share and talk about now. It's, it's a totally different mind shift, which I know in schooling is all about like those mind shifts, but it's, it's a fun stage now that I look forward to versus before it seemed like so daunting. Um, but so that's been really nice. Yeah. That's beautiful. And and that leads very nicely into the next question, because I would like to hear a bit more about how you discovered unschooling and what your move to unschooling looked like. So for me, I think I called it more kind of like an unfolding. It wasn't really like this big, like, you know, boom, this is unschooling and we're going to do it. I kind of found it along the way in different times. Um, so, so like I said, like my teaching is, my background is in teaching. So that was you know, my perspective, that's kind of how I was coming into parenting and schooling. Um, So I didn't even, homeschooling wasn't something I'd even considered before I had kids. Um, But I do know that like in the beginning, when my daughter was younger, and people started talking about school, we, you know, we did, uh, I found attachment parenting, and that really resonated with me. And so, you know, just being able to build those types of relationships with my kids was important. And then when it came time to school, I was kind of like, oh, but, you know, these are really cool different environments, but I want to be part of it too. Like, why don't I get to participate? <laughs> and, um, you know, we kept looking. We tried different kinds of preschools for her. Some that were really neat. Like, I learned about Reggio Emilia and all this, like, art kind of opened my perspective of different types of learning and different types of experiences. But nothing kind of fit just right, right? Like, I kept looking at all these environments, and I'm like, yes, but not yet. I'm like, that's not it. And that's not it. And I was like, am I being too picky? And I'm like, okay, let's keep trying. And, um, but I think like the idea of homeschooling kind of started to like plant some seeds in my mind. Um, and then one day we were sitting, like the first time I ever heard someone say unschooling, like I remember we were sitting at the beach on the weekend and it was just mom, two young kids, kind of the same age as mine. And um, she was really friendly and she said the word unschooling and I was like I don't even I've never even heard this term before and I was like so curious and she's like yeah so she explained it a little bit to me I'm like oh that's so cool but you know it still didn't it was just something I heard and so you know we kind of went on with our our different discovery of what was the right setting for us um, 
And then so I think going into kindergarten, I finally realized that it was more like it wasn't really fitting us as a family. And I'm like, okay, we're going to try it kind of more like on a trial basis. Let's see how it goes. But homeschooling was was a possibility at this stage. And I just remember being kind of in that setting with her and kind of she had been this like really joyful, creative little kid. And she was always painting like her clothes always had paint on them. She always had a story or a song. And I remember that in kindergarten, we were sitting for like two hours doing homework. And I'm like, this, this doesn't feel right. This isn't okay. And then I noticed that she just didn't have time to be creative in her day. And I'm like, this, this doesn't sit, this isn't us. And so, you know, I realized this is it, like homeschooling this for us, we're going to try this. Um, and so we kind of just, you know, we decided this is what we're doing. We'll take it day by day, year by year. And so we tried kind of a different approaches, different curriculums. Um, and I think like, this is kind of the process that I've always taken with my kids. Like I really learned kind of what we needed as a family through them. So like, for my daughter, I always call her the, like the quietest rebel. Like she's definitely not the loudest person in the room, but she's a huge observer and, and she's really taking things in on her own and kind of showing us that, you know, this is how kind of things to be and this is how I see the world and this is a little bit different and let's explore this. And along the way that we tried all these different approaches and they, they weren't fitting. It wasn't us. It wasn't it wasn't a right fit for us. Um, and during that time, like I kept hearing about unschooling from some of the friends that we had in the park that were becoming closer friends. And it just kind of kept becoming a theme that I kept hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, my friends by book club that I know they, have co- they had come and done a podcast with you about the book club. And we started reading the free to learn. And for me, it was just like, I thought I was just going into it because I was curious and I love a good book club and I, I wanted to learn how people learn and this approach. And then I started reading the book, your book. And I was like, this speaks to me. Like, this is it. Like, this is us. Like I found this rhythm that makes so much sense to us. Um, and it was in a time where we were really trying to focus on relationship building in our family and connection and having that be like the forefront of, the focus of our our family life and it just it fits so nicely with us and and what we wanted as a family and what the kids needed individually and together and so we kind of jumped into that journey of of unschooling and it just it made sense for us it it just it from there it really just kind of unfolded so nicely um and kind of just you know all the pieces fell into place in the pockets and just being able to kind of I realized it was kind of a part of what the core of like just really being able to like focus on our individual interests and our individual passions and our connection. Like that's kind of what I wanted from the beginning. I just didn't know it had a name, it had an approach, it had a style. And so it's just, for me, it was just like such a beautiful kind of awakening. (laughs) Um, I love the way you talked about that in that, because the way you were describing all the different things you tried like yeah. right in there, I could see the core was like, well, this doesn't quite work for us. Yeah. You were looking at your kids. You were trying to find what worked and fit well for everybody. You know, so yeah. you, you already had that mindset. Like you said, it was just keep exploring different things, trying different things until one meshed better. You yeah, know? it just it fit. 
Yeah, yeah. I love that. And I love I love the idea of of you know, just taking it a day at a time, you know, a year at a time. You know, when when you kind of dive in, we talk about, you know, you you often need you need to give it, you know, yeah. good six months a year because for a lot of families it's a bigger change, right? And there's a lot of de-schooling around yeah. even how you see learning. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but it doesn't need to be a forever decision. Just like going to school doesn't need to be a forever decision, right? So I think that sometimes that can help take the weight off of people and you can get into the moment and say, is this working for us? Learning who your kids really are and seeing all the learning that's happening even when they're playing the computer game and when you guys are together, right? I love that for me, like just from learning about unschooling for me, it was kind of like just removing these like kind of blinders I had had or that you tend to have that you can only see like learning in one place. Mm-hmm. And then like the minute you take off, it's everywhere. Like how do you unlearning? Like it's just always happening and, and in every situation and, and kind of like combining how like I, I love to learn about how people learn. For me, it's like, oh, this is amazing. Like, this is, you know, now I can't like stop looking and seeing like, what are we learning in this situation? And it's just, it's, it's so, it's so awesome. That's so true. It's kind of something you can't unsee. Yeah. That, that, well, once mind stretched is by a new by a new idea, can't go back to its original dimension. Yeah. I I Definitely. love that quote because it feels so much like once I learned about unschooling and what it was, I couldn't put those blinders back on. Right? I could all of a sudden yeah. learning was everywhere. All of a sudden, you know. It wasn't a bad thing to be having these conversations with my kids and working through mm-hmm. our challenges. It wasn't that I was bad at telling them what to do anymore. <laughs> it was like, no, we're figuring this out together, and that's good. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a process together, and I think that in of itself, like that learning of of that process together, like that is so much learning, like figuring it out together, like what a huge learning process and experience is that like that you have now that you're applying to, to later on in life. It's just, it's all all the pieces of it are so cool. I know they are. (laughs) Now, one of the core concepts of unschooling is that it asks us to respect each of our children for who they are and meet them where they are full stop. Right. I, you you were talking about that earlier, how you were respecting your child and trying to see how each of these things meshes and, and how once you discovered unschooling, everything began to unfold so much more smoothly. Right. I think that's because now you were able to meet them where they are without those expectations. Right. Um, and I think that's why unschooling can work so beautifully for every child, right? And we're talking about neurodivergent children as well today. And and I think it encompasses any any child, right? Because with unschooling, it really is all about them. It's not about us and our expectations. But that is such a powerful paradigm shift once we get there, isn't it? 
Yes, a hundred percent. Like I, I loved this question that you had and I love like how you explained it. And I love just the fact that you said full stop, like no exceptions, all acceptance. Like I found that to be like, that. that's such a powerful message that I think so many of us and so many of our kids kind of need to hear. Um, I think just like as, as a people, as humans, like we're, we're naturally like a diverse bunch um, and neurodiversity. It's just part of our natural human expression. But unfortunately, sometimes kind of as a society, we, we fall under the pressure of, of these expectations and messages that like, we all have to kind of fit in this certain box or this certain timeline or this certain expectation that we have. And whenever you kind of veer out of that, sometimes it seems like something is wrong or not okay. And, or that, you know, this message that people hear that you have to like fix something that doesn't seem the same or that seems different. And I think that, you know, when we kind of take away those expectations of, of having to fit in this box, like we can really let people kind of see themselves for who they are and kind of just really build on that acceptance of, of themselves. Um, and I think that in unschooling, like you, the, the goal of, of building these relationships and building these connections and, and that trust that, that you have in your children and in, in yourself, really, to just be those partners together in the learning process. Um, it, it's so vital and so important to our self-image of who we are. I think as like, if, if you can get to a point where you trust yourself, then you are able to kind of really see yourself and accept yourself and and all these messages are are kind of turned on their head right instead of not fitting in a box we're just who we are and that's beautiful and that's part of of our learning process is learning who we are and if we're able to learn who we are then what we can do with that learning and and who we can become and who we are is 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 so much bigger than these boxes that we think that that we have to fit into. Um, and I, I just really love that part of unschooling and how it fits um, with neurodiversity and just really being able to kind of just that full stop acceptance, like you said, like that, that should be our kind of message with everybody. Um, and I love that unschooling brings that. And I, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, I want that to be everybody's story. I want everybody to feel that kind of, you know, just radical acceptance of, of who they are and get to kind of really discover who they are. Um, Cause it's so awesome. Everybody is their own individual awesome self. Um, yeah, we all have different things that might be a little bit harder, more challenging than others, but that's also part of the learning that we all have a different learning process. And, and when we learn from each other, it's, it's that much more interesting and, and, and exciting, I think. And when, yeah, there's just, there's so much in there, isn't it? <laughs> because yeah, I mean, and Number one, like back to when we were talking about like just engaging with our kids in interesting things and yeah. and seeing how they bring themselves into all the things that they that they're doing, all their interests, mm-hmm. the way they approach things. They we see how we don't need to fit everybody into that box. We see we learn how everybody's boxes really are beautiful for them, yeah. right? Where they are, 
And that's totally okay, right? Because you see them shine mm-hmm. in their in their spaces, right? hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, and we don't need to tell them that there's something wrong with their space, and they really need to be over here. But like you said, we can help them learn so much about themselves, and you know, maybe we can think of those spaces as their comfort zones, right? And we. Yeah. Can- Help them, yeah. We can help them at, over the years, and that's it. We're take a moment. We as adults are learning and growing and changing, right? Like this every day. Not, yeah, exactly. This does not need to be done in their childhood. They don't need to be finished, right? Mm-hmm. That is yet another beautiful piece of this whole puzzle that we don't need to back to when you're talking about timelines, right. And curriculums and timetables and other people's timetables for us. We don't, we don't need that and that we don't need to impose that on their lives and we can just help them explore their space. Right. That's what, you know, when we talk about neurodiversity and we talk about any, you know, physical challenges, like any kind, there is, a wide, beautiful spectrum of people and we're okay where we are. Mm -hmm. And when we look through their eyes, right, we can help them. Maybe there are places where they'd like to stretch. Maybe there are things that they like to do that are more challenging. I think people think that, oh, you know, if we just don't expect them to do more, they will never do more. But it's because we have spent so long putting children in boxes that they didn't want to be in and trying to force yeah. them to grow on our timetable and on our path. Yeah. We didn't get to see that there's so many ways they'd like to grow. They just happen to be oh in our way, right? Like kids love yeah. to learn and figure things out on their own and to learn about themselves and to learn to trust themselves, right? It's just when we can look at it through their eyes and help them, then all of a sudden we can, we can see them as real people in action. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think all of that, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And you, when, when you're not stuck to this timeline, then you can see that learning can happen at, at any point, like you said, and, you know, just because it takes you, you know, a certain amount of time and someone else a different amount of time, that doesn't mean that you're not getting to this other learning place that it's not, you know, it's, it's your process. Like you said, you got to trust yourself, your body, your experience, um, and that's a huge learning process in and of itself, right? Like, what does my body need to be able to do this and to be able to kind of grow in this way? And, and if I can be, um, you know, attuned to that, if, if we're in schooling and it's a partnership and we're learning together, then, you know, I'm, I'm trusting your process and then I'm trusting my process too to kind of have this partnership together um, to explore that. And, and that just leaves so much room open to grow together. And like you said, if, if there are areas that, you know, you know, you need a little more support or you need a different type of environment uh, to grow, then you can do that together. And there's no restrictions around you um, that kind of are impeding that. And then what, what can happen from there is, is just amazing. So much growth. And, and it's not, we get to the place where it's not a bad thing to need that support or to want yes. that or ask, or, you know, even for us, because it's funny how we can have expectations that our kids need to be able to do all this on their own. Right. You know, now that we're adults, we can ask for help. Like, you know, I can ask my husband to phone 
X, Y, Z and talk to them because I'm not in the mood to get into a phone call and go through all that stuff. Like literally he'd spent three hours with our cell phone provider on, and he chose not to call them. He wanted to do the text, but we can do that. Yet we'd look yeah. down on our kids, you know, at, you were talking about the teen years coming up, you know, oh no, you should learn yeah. to be phoning and, and working that, but, you know, you know, it's okay that, <laughs> it, that we can support them. Like, I'll do that for you. If, if you need, you know, you can hang, if you can hang by in case there's a question or something that I don't know, like you figure out a path forward together, you know, it's supporting each other rather than you need to be able to figure out all this on your own and be able to do it on your own. Right. You know, it's, it's just beautiful how that, you know, we go back to your word unfolding. I love, <laughs> I love that word. And I love that it's better to be just curious as to how things will unfold rather than having your path and trying to morph everybody in it and have those expectations. Like that way. Yeah. Yeah. Their ability to learn about themselves and learn to trust themselves. I think that was another huge piece of, of what you mentioned, like that they're capable of figuring things out, even if in figuring that out, it's like, can you help me with this? And can you help me with this? But they're getting where they, where they want to go. Right. Yeah. That's totally, they don't need to do everything independently. I think that's a message conventionally that has kind of gone overboard and is getting in our way like that. We need, we need to be able to do it all by ourselves or else, you know, it's a failure of some sort. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and as a society, I mean, we're, we're humans, like humans function by needing other humans and working together in groups. Like we're social group people. Um, and I think that so many times we're, we're kind of like stuck in that fear expectation of like, Oh, you have to be independent. And if you're not independent now, you're not going to be independent later. And so it's kind of like this like pushed independence all with the best intention, but it kind of gets in the way of, of that connection and of that actually being able to develop that independence when you're ready, like on your timeline, right? Like it's everyone's timeline of being ready to do something on their own is going to be different. Like I said, sometimes we might still need, you know, other people and that's okay too. Um, and that's important too, to, to figure out how to, how to have other people help us and, and how to get that help that, that we need. But I, I think like one of the, like one of my favorite stories with, with my son when he is doing that is, you know, he's always had, you know, a tough time with heights. Heights are not his, his favorite thing. Um, and so you know, things that for other people might seem not as intimidating for him. I know that through his perspective, it's a bit intimidating if there's a height. And so it's okay. Like I, you know, through unschooling, I, I felt confident that I could support him when he needed it. Um, and that in his time, he, he would get there. Um, and so, you know, if he needed my hand or if he needed some help getting down from a space, I was there, um, you know, kind of always aware that this was something that was a challenge that he was working on um, and all in his own time, no pushed. And then one day we were at one of these like jumping trampoline zones and all the friends were climbing up and kind of jumping down with a harness from one of these like higher posts. And, you know, I've never pushed him to do it. It was if he wanted to try it, you can try it. 
And in one of those times, I'm talking with the, the other mom and I look and he's like, yeah, I'm going to try it. And he has the harness on him and he's climbing up the thing. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and like, you know, you can see he was a bit nervous, but he's like, I'm going to do this. I want to try it. And, and he did it. And like, he like threw himself off the, the thing. And, you know, he's aware he kills say like, you know, heights are, are not my favorite thing. They're a bit intimidating, but look, I did this and I wanted to do it. And, and so I did it. And, you know, it was for him, it was a huge thing and it was so awesome. And there was so much learning that I could see in that process, like of understanding himself, understanding what he needed, learning to know when he could trust himself to that he was ready and that that was okay. And he could try it or he could not try it until he was ready. And, and it was like a joyful experience. Like there wasn't like this like huge fear or pressure. And to me, it was just so, so beautiful and so affirmative of this is our process and look how nice it can unfold when the timeline is yours and the learning is yours and, and you can kind of take ownership of that. And I think that's so cool. And so important. Yeah. I mean, just imagine that experience from here, his perspective and how different it could have been if, you know, you said this was you, this time when we were there. So if all the other times, you know, people, you try that, try that, go up. Oh, you can do it. You know, and then he would be taking on that weight and that would interfere so much in him figuring out when he was ready because he'd have all those other expectations mixed up in there and would lower, I think, his ability to trust himself to choose when he was ready for it and that that was totally okay. I mean, that is just a beautiful example of, of what they can do when you meet them where they are. Exactly. That, and that where they are in this moment is completely okay. Like that's where you lean into first, right? You meet them there and you, you help them from there. And that's one of the things I find so interesting with, you know, unschooling and well, and neurodiversity, you know, right now is that back to that core concept. It's really not different right? How we treat a neurodiverse child versus, you know, a neurotypical kind of child, because we're meeting them where they are. (laughs) And we're helping, yeah, yeah, we're helping them figure out what the things that they want to do and how to do them. We're supporting them. And I guess what, you know, if you start looking at it from the things that you do and the things that you support, it may, they may look different, but they look different for all individuals as well. Right. For everybody, Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like said, that's, that's the long, you had, it was a longer time than typical for him to do this particular thing. And it may have been even longer, right. It's not mm-hmm. the point, but yeah, you met him where he wasn't supported him whenever he was ready for it. It's their timetable. That's important. Right. I think so. I mean, like I said, this, I think the, the concepts that we apply to like neurodiversity, we apply them to everybody. It, it's so, um, it's so promising. It's so encouraging. It's so, so healthy to us to kind of um, accept ourselves and trust ourselves. Cause we all have those like, you know, self doubts or challenges and, and we can all kind of use that, that view then it, it's, it's just a cohesive view for, for everybody, I think. That's what you're saying. I just want everybody to know about this, right? <laughs> yeah. 
everybody. Uh, yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, I just, I love watching kind of like that process for kids that you, you've seen that have been experiencing that unschooling approach, that unschooling lifestyle, just that trust that they're starting to develop in themselves and that awareness and that space to kind of get to know themselves. I feel like so oftentimes we all even reach adulthood and, and we haven't had that space and that time to get to know ourselves, to trust ourselves. Like how many times do we kind of like get to college and now we're like, oh, now we get to make choices and now what do I do? And now who am I, right? Like I, I've talked to my husband about this so much, like college becomes this time that we discover who we are. And I'm like, imagine who we could just, who we could discover if we're able to do this from when we're younger. Like if we're starting out from the beginning with this like freedom to explore ourselves and understand who we are. Like, I, I think that that's so, so cool. So empowering, like imagine who we are like, and, and what we can know about ourselves. If, if our journey starts from the beginning, um, yeah. getting yeah. that space. So. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I remember the first year of university and the first year students just like exploding because all of a sudden they had yeah. all this freedom and yeah. really had no experience with how to, how, how to manage their days, like how they wanted to, you know, even if they're choosing to be there, it's like, whoa, what? I could do all these things that I could never do before. <laughs> Yeah, that was a pretty yeah. <laughs> and I, I love you know you were talking earlier about wanting you know enjoying and looking towards being a neurodiversity ally and and in that area too because because I just want to go back to that because this lifestyle and approach to living with them is so extra helpful for groups that are judged more harshly typically yes. right you know, just being able to bring to them that it's okay, wherever they are, exactly. right? Yeah. That you're good, that we can meet you there, and we can help you instead of presupposing mm -hmm. what your path should be, you know, because, and the wonderful thing with unschooling of them following their own paths, like people worry, oh, but well, they won't learn this, so they won't hit that. But if you're following your path, you're not going to all of a sudden jump six feet in another direction in a spot where I know absolutely nothing about this. Like typically, you know, you're veering and you're taking sideways steps and you're turning a corner here and everything, but they're not going to become a different person completely overnight. Right. So what they're learning now relates to who they are and will always relate to who they are. Right. So the worry that, oh, but they're missing all this other stuff. Maybe their path will take them towards and maybe not, yeah. but it doesn't matter. It's their path. They're walking towards being more of who they want to be, right? Does that make sense? No, 100%. Yeah, they, they get to find their authentic self and and their authentic self is the learning process. And like you said, like they'll they'll find along the way that the things that they need to learn to be who that authentic self that, that they are, that they, that they want to be. And I think that that's so, so important. I mean, to, to the academic subjects, I think in the end are, are really just kind of a, a part of the learning, not really essentially the core of it. The core of it is us learning how we learn and who we are and how we're going to apply that 
to the world and, and how are we going to interact with the world with with that information and i think if if, if we don't have the space to know ourselves and to accept ourselves then that's where the real challenge kind of comes in and that that's where you know we don't get to really explore our own stories and our own paths um yeah and that's why i love unschooling for everybody <laughs> <laughs> no i love that point because truly like learning about the the world itself like the facts and and things like that they that can be done anytime mm -hmm. right um it really is more about more important to learn about ourselves and how we tick and you know our strengths our weaknesses support like figuring out just how we like to engage with the world and and exploring how that works for us and how yeah, we definitely. grow and change over time so that we're not like static and kind of stuck in a, a yeah, similar view of how this is how we do things, you know, um, that is, like you said, just so much more valuable um, information and skills, right. To take with us uh -huh. moving forward rather than, you know, the facts of this, that, and how, how we literally do this, that, and the other thing mm -hmm. can be picked up any time, right? And I think, I mean, I think this is from one of your other questions, but I think it fits so so nicely here what you're saying about, you know, kind of absorbing all these different informations or kind of landing at these, uh, you know, expected knowledge points. I think a lot of times, like, um, you know, everyone has, you know, specific interests, but especially like, you know, neurodiverse individuals tend to have really strong interests, like areas that they can really like dive into and explore and the places that that can take you and the amount of information and knowledge that you can acquire when you are like diving into like your area of interest, it, it's just amazing. And like, you can cover so many things um, just from that one area of interest. Maybe it doesn't even seem like something that you would expect, you know, to have so much information, but it can like go into so many directions. Like for me, like my son was really into Pokemon and like really dived into Pokemon. And so, you know, his, his first like real reading came because he was just, you know, absorbed in this manual of Pokemon and like just had to look at it like all day and check out all the characters. And we read the names all the time. I tried to pronounce the names of <laughs> these Pokemon and learn their names. There are so many, <laughs> but he knows them all. And, um, it was so cool that, you know, he brought me the book and he was saying the names. He's like, I think I read the name of this Pokemon. I'm like, you did? I'm like, that's amazing. And so, you know, just that, that, that joy and ownership in, in their learning when they're really interested in it and really invested. And then, you know, that interest in the Pokemon led to realizing that Pokemon are developed you know, the, the person who made Pokemon and that he actually based them on real life insects and animals and reptiles. And so now that interest has like, you know, dived into like reptiles and animals and, and birds. And he has all these like amazing insights and information about all these animals. And one of our fun things that we like to do is think up of an animal and see if there's a Pokemon about it. <laughs> and then if not, like we'll make a Pokemon up or something because he loves to develop characters. Um, so then we have to figure out how to make this character come to life. Um, 
but it's it's so cool. I'm like, look at that. Like one interest can go to so many different places. And now it's like, oh, where are these animals from? Like where in the world, you know, does this animal come from? So now you're talking about geography and, and culture and environment. And it's just, it's, it's so cool how you can like span so many subjects on, on, on an interest if you're really able to like have that space to dive into it. Um, I think it's just so, so awesome. And, and you, you, you know, people worry sometimes about neurodivergent individuals that they get kind of focused and zoned in on the special interest. But I think that's the amazing part is that there is this like focus and, and intensity of attention that we don't always give to subjects. And, and, and it's when you give that intensity and attention to a subject that all these like discoveries can, can come about and all this like, you know, un unfolding of information and knowledge that can just kind of happen so I think it's, I think it's cool. well I love as you said how the conversation just flowed right through the questions I will just say that was other ways in which you see uh unschooling supporting neurodiversity dive in that is a beautiful way right yes they they uh tend to focus and really dive into something deep which, yes, when you're not trying to distract them and you're actually meeting them where they are, you realize how amazing that is. Like, I like, I think of passions like that it really can be a window to the whole world. And you shared a beautiful examples, you know, into, into bugs and interests, insects and different animals, and then into the geography and then learning about those animals. And I mean, it can go so many places. Reading. And then if he wants to participate in forums, it could eventually, you know, go to writing. And I mean, it, it's just amazing. All the, all those life skills like reading and writing and, and, and communication and just analysis and research, like all those skills that will be helpful forever and ever can come through any interest. Yeah. Right. It's just so beautiful to see how when they dive into something, it's totally okay because there will be so many different aspects to it. Right. I love that. And and I think too, like in in that when you get to dive into your interest and you're you're so excited about it, like that helps build connection too, right? Like that social aspect of finding someone else who's also sharing that interest and that connection that happens. It's it's exciting, and I, and I think that that's you know another piece that sometimes people get a little bit worried about about like that social connection and that communication piece, but when you're you're connecting with someone over something you're really interested in it, it's exciting and and the the connection and the relationships just kind of flow from that and so i think that that lends itself to that too so there's there's so many ways that it it kind of just comes together yeah no i love that it's again meeting them where they are right and i know we we've yeah. been talk, talking in the network about this bit about how when we um, meet them where they are and we support them, okay, so now we want to help them engage more in the ways that they want to, in the interest mm -hmm. that they have, right? Like you said, then you start to find other people who are just as interested, like watching uh, two kids or kid and an adult, whatever, 
fascinated with Pokemon, having a conversation is just beautiful, isn't it? It's so cool. It's so amazing. (laughs) Information and knowledge that they have about the topic and the topics related to it and the topics that come from it. It's just, it's mind blowing to me. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe somebody has gone down one rabbit hole that the other one hasn't. So they're like, oh, wow. I never even thought of that. And then they're off to do that. And they're just, they're just bouncing off each other. And just think of how exciting and valid. I mean, think when it happens to ourselves, right? Ha, podcast calls, you know, yeah. about unschooling, right? I mean, it is energizing. It's inspiring. You know, it's, it's just all those social things. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it's online, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, still so much connection that can happen there. Yeah, no, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Were there any other pieces um, that you wanted to bring up with that question? Like that was that's a huge one. Any other way that that was? I think, big- I think it was that deep. Just being able to do that like deep dive into your interests and your passions and kind of where that can lead you. It's it it's such a huge part of of people of neurodiverse people's like you know experience that just having the space and um the validation to 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 be able to kind of enjoy that and and dive into that is is just awesome because then when you're when you feel validated and then you feel accepted and you learn to trust yourself and you learn to have this confidence in yourself and and then that's just like a domino effect of of learning and um and growth that that happens and I, I just I see the, the potential for this to to go this route and that's why I'm like oh if, if you know if we could like just combine these two worlds of like neurodiversity and unschooling I mean I love it for everyone but especially for for this population that is you know it, it you know they they need and deserve that validation that acceptance and um that space to to be them authentically um I just think it's it's, it's a beautiful connection oh I love I goosebumps because yeah I mean that that is their life and to celebrate their life and the way they want to live it the way yeah it's beautiful and then you know and then you'll see over the years various interests like various deep dives you know they may last mm-hmm. months they may last years whatever but the process is being validated for exactly. them, right? so then when they go and they find the next thing it's it's beautiful to see and they feel um well, validated is i guess the best word too and excited to explore mm-hmm. like this is a great way to explore something the way that I love to do it is is wonderful so I that that is such a huge piece thank you so what is it about unschooling that makes it a great fit for your family I think you know that is a huge piece of it and I you know we've touched on various things like you're talking the the family time getting together and everything but I just thought that would be a fun kind of summary for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think like I said, like it was, it, it just fits the rhythm of our lives. It, it fits like who who we are as individuals. It fits kind of how we want to connect with each other and the experiences that we want to share. Um, it allows for that opportunity for those, you know, deep dives of interest because we all have like really big interests and 
and sharing that kind of like joy together. Um, uh, one thing that I really liked, because when I asked the, you know, the, I asked the family and the kids, like kind of what they liked about our unschooling life. And I thought it was so cool. My son was like, oh, that I get to have free will. And I was like, well, that's like a huge concept. <laughs> um, and I didn't even know that he was kind of exploring that idea in his head, uh, which is another cool part of unschooling is that there's always these learning surprises that are happening um, and things that they're piecing together and, and picking up, even though you don't have this explicit, like sit down, you know, like lecture conversation about it sometimes times um but just that you know that that they're kind of picking up on that idea that they have this autonomy and, and these choices and that they're learning that about themselves um so that they can build that that trust and, and that awareness and, and um validation about themselves to me is that that's such a huge goal of mine so that we can like explore that and, and really develop that in unschooling for me has been super important and, and part of kind of what we love of how it works for us as a family. Aside from just, you know, being able to have this like joyful learning experience and, and that the joy is really in there in the learning process and it's more, you know, the, the stress gets to melt away in that part and it's just, there's, there's enough kind of stressor parts of life and and i feel like this this part this learning process for us is joyful and happy and you know just so fun to explore together and, and that we get to really have that fun together so through this time period and and hopefully as that changes as we grow then we'll we'll explore that too <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i love that i love the way you talked about it as in all of you together because it really is the way that human beings uh, kind of operate, you know, you know what I mean? Like that, that curiosity, the diving, the, you know, the free will, <laughs> you know, the, the ability to make choices, um, to develop trust and confidence in ourselves. Like all those pieces are things that human beings want. And it's mm -hmm. so beautiful when we can all do that together. Together, yeah. Yeah, without without there being there's no age thing in that. Like we're all human beings, right? It, and once you start it and you you live it for a while, you see how capable and beautiful it is in children too. Like that we can all just dive into it together, right? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me, Michelle. It was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Pam. This has been awesome. Just to be able to speak with you and to chat about all these topics is just, just awesome. <laughs> so fun, isn't it? Like it's, it? It is. It's really beautiful. Yes. I'm excited to keep talking about it. The word. <laughs> and before we go, where can people connect with you online? Um, so uh, my email, uh, is michellemorquet at gmail.com. So I'm always kind of avail available through there. Um, and so we've also kind of started this, um, homeschooling group to kind of get the, the message out to families that homeschooling and learning experience can be fun and kind of also inviting, uh, like the neurodiverse population to, to join us on this journey. Um, it's called That Awesome A-U-S-O-M-E Homeschool Club. And so we're kind of trying to kind of get community going so that we can kind of enjoy that process together through all of our diversity. 
So that's another that's, place to find me. Yay, yay, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll put links to that in the show notes too. Awesome. Thank you so much, Michelle. Have a great day. You too. Thank you, Pam. Bye. I hope you found this episode helpful on your unschooling journey. And be sure to check out the wonderful archive of earlier podcast episodes. The conversations never go out of date. And you can find more information about my books, my Patreon community, and the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit at my website, livingjoyfully.ca. Have a great day.